Forgotten Cinema is getting romantic for our eighth season and just in time for Valentine's Day as we cover the 90s ensemble drama, Beautiful Girls. We'll then do a complete 180 as we dive into some spy films, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Spy Game. We'll find out why white men can't jump and whether you should shoot to kill while enjoying a Frankenweenie. Nope, that doesn't make any sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? This season will also feature our 100th episode of Forgotten Cinema. Feels like 100 years. Don't I know it. Forgotten Cinema. Never stop, never stopping. Yes, that's a hint. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Do you like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts? Then check out Cracking One Open, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every week, we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it, the history of the brew, and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes, and while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings-on in the world of pop culture. So check out Crackin' When Open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Before we get started today, we just want to take a moment to tell you that Bohemian Geek Studies is an affiliate partner of Fiverr. So do you need a freelancer to help you with your website, you know, a designer, or someone to help you write blogs, expert articles, or maybe you need a presentation designer to help you with a big work project. Well, look no further than the internet's number one freelance marketplace, Fiverr. You can find designers, programmers, and more within seconds, some for as low as just $5 a gig. Fiverr is the ideal tool to help you with pressing projects. Just post your gig or search for a freelancer and you're off. Don't deal with the hassle of finding freelancers on your own. Let Fiverr help you. Send the link in our show notes to get started. Note that Bohemian Geek Studies is an affiliate partner of Fiverr. We may receive commissions on purchases and services you buy after you click the link. Those commissions help support the growth of BGS, and we appreciate your continued support. Welcome, Nerdy Nights, the well-rounded table to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Colleen McMillan, Jedi Master and Rebel Scum Collaborator. Welcome, welcome. I'm Republic Captain Daniel O'Brien. And I am Pirate Jedi Anders Drew. But no matter what rank we carry, one thing will always remain constant. Much to learn, we still have. Oh, it's so true, especially today. We're very excited to give our initial reactions and theories for the newest episode of The Bad Batch, newest and latest and last mm -hmm. for now. There will be spoilers for this episode as well as rampant theorizing for next season. So if you'd like to avoid that, please tune into our Rebels coverage and see what the ghost crew's up to instead. Okay, there's some you... really good stuff on that too. Oh my God, yes, it's gonna be really <laughs> great. Next, <laughs> next week I'm ready, so ready for Flo's mind. Just be like, I'm, I'm ready, I'm so ready. Ah, oh, Trials of the Dark Saber, right? Here we go. Mm. Oh, great episode. But if you are ready to hop into the Havoc Marauder with us, grab a drink from Sids, try to survive sinking into the ocean. Mm. Mm. Difficult. As we discuss part two of the Bad Batch season one finale, mm. episode 16, Camino Lost. Dun, dun, dun. Let's punch it right away with our episode recap, Anders. Yes, so Admiral Rampart, that dickhead is still mm -hmm. raining fire down on Topeka City. Uh, just, I can't stand that guy. No. The bad batch. The he is. Perhaps that clone uh, who was like totally really hesitant yes. to be like, yeah, the entire planet, every city is, is destroyed. Um, so the Bad Batch is obviously trapped and they get kind of knocked out by some of the debris. Omega wakes up and she's cut off from the rest of the squad, except for AZ and Crosshair. 
and Crosshair is trapped beneath part of a wall. And the room is filling up really, really fast with water. So Wrecker and Hunter are working to pry the door open while Omega and Izzy free Crosshair, which of course they do because Omega's awesome and Crosshair yeah. doesn't deserve it. Yeah. So thanks to Wrecker's knife and Omega's bow, everyone is together again. They are reunited and they mm -hmm. manage to find temporary refuge, ironically, in their old barracks, uh, where Wrecker is happy that... that some things haven't changed, but he's also very upset that a lot has. And they're yes. trying to think of a way out. Mm -hmm. Really tough. So, so many scenes in this episode were tough. That one was one of them. Omega yeah. thinks they can use the tunnels to get back to the Halleck Marauder. Crosshair chides everyone for letting a child call the shots, despite the fact that she just, you know, saved his life like literally five seconds ago. They what make it to the tunnel know? and creep along to Dallas's lab. Really slowly, way, I'm I'm just gonna yeah. say I'm like, why are you not running down this tunnel? Yeah, they're going really I mean, slowly. You could see the cracks everywhere. I understand why they so weren't running. So maybe they're that just was... worried about debris yeah. falling and jostling stuff. I guess. No. no. <laughs> they're like, we need to move. We need to. Uh, we need to move. And I'm like, you need to move faster. <laughs> like yes, go faster. This was like a very descent into hell, descent into the belly of the beast kind of situation. Yeah. Which I do like a slow descent into the belly of the beast, but yeah, they should have been scooting along a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> Not like yeah. they can turn around if something started cracking. <laughs> right. And it was super tense the entire time. I was like just I was glued to the screen basically this entire time. So maybe that's why they made them go slowly. So we're just like sitting there going, go faster, go faster, go faster. <laughs> For real. There's Jeff Goldblum when I need him, let's go faster. I know. Mm, Ian Malcolm, what a treat. Mm. Along the way, the tunnel is starting to crack. There we go. And a large fish monster thing attacks it. Blah. There's always got to be a fucking fish monster. AZ mm -hmm. restores power for just a second, which drives off the fish. Everyone safely makes it to the lab where Tech fills Hunter and Crosser in on Omega. She older than you boys. Mm. And this mm -hmm. being like where they were made. This is the lab they were made. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately we have bad news though. The tunnel to the landing platform is completely total. So the only way out is to use some of the cloning pods and float their way up to the surface. Mm -hmm. um, horrifying for someone with claustrophobia. Good idea. Like Good idea though. I actually want to get a idea. For that. Yeah. Great idea. Horrifying for me. So Crosshair volunteers the power drained AZ to guide the pods up away from the debris as they float up, which I mean, it's efficient, yeah. but you're a dick, Crosshair. Um, yeah. Everything's going pretty smoothly until Omega's pod gets caught under a large piece of metal and it starts sinking her pod. Uh -huh. So AZ goes down and frees it. <laughs> but it takes the last of his power supply. Omega refuses to leave the droid behind, though, and she dives in after him. That's right. It you was... do not leave him behind. I was Damn trying it. so hard. I was like, no, no, we just got him back. When, when his lights just went off in his eyes, I was like, no, you oh, can't second, be doing this to me right now. The second they started no. blinking, I was looking at the screen. And I was just like, you better not. You better, yeah. you better yeah. not. No. I do also, I want to defend Crosshair on this. Like, I'm personally not a huge fan of Crosshair. I still think he's a total dick. But he did just spend the last, like, however many hours or however long it did take them to get to that point for AZ to constantly be looking at him and saying, this is the only way. This is the only way. And then he got to throw that back at AZ. <laughs> It's like, by the way, yeah. you're gonna have I to mean, do this. Yeah, <laughs> it makes He's a petty sense. bitch. We love it. <laughs> I understand why Az had to do what he did. Like, that's the only way they were gonna get up there. 
but yeah. crosshair you didn't have to be the asshole who like who said it. you suck crosshair <laughs> but i still love him yeah um yeah. so thank goodness though omega saves az like she has him and like what a champ uh however crosshair is the one to rescue her he has his rifle pointed at hunter we think and then he fires the grappling shot in and brings az up along with omega yeah. so on the landing platform uh the next day the bad bash offer crosshair a spot with them uh the choice that he thinks they denied him before but he's made up his mind and he's staying and possibly to rejoin the empire i, I um, mean that seems to be what he wants to do like yeah. I, he he thinks that they're just going to take him back which I don't know it's how TV, well so maybe they it. will, but maybe. But at the end of the episode, Nala say arrives at an Imperial facility full of clone commandos, and she is told that she is most welcome because the Empire has big plans for her knowledge and research. Oh, a fantastic way to close the season. Such a good closing yes. sequence. Amazing. <laughs> they went back there. I'm like, oh, what are we doing now? I'm excited for this. Ooh. Okay, so now we're going to move into our reactions and favorite moments from the episode. My first initial thoughts, I saw the title screen and I was like, oh, this is Paradise Lost, John Milton's epic poem about the loss of innocence, basically, and has a badass bad guy that is more interesting than all the other characters, which is what we also have in the bad batch. Yeah. I still like so think, many... eh, I think Omega's more interesting, but... That's just she, me. I mean, I like Omega a lot, but just my initial, like, my preference for characters, which we'll talk about again later. I'm sure we will. <laughs> tends to go more towards the gray. <laughs> and that is definitely crosshair for me. The episode mm. did not disappoint at all. I was very excited. I saw a lot of backlash on social media about it. And I was like, I don't know what you guys really wanted because this was great. We went yeah. through, like, all the really familiar parts of the facility. Like I said, that kind of descent into hell situation the bad batch barracks start where they like started out with and then you get to the clone baby chambers like and they're just collapsing yeah, yeah. so freaking scary and then finally to now say laboratory where they actually were made so it's like they're going through all kinds of symbolism here so much symbolism as their life and their childhood collapses into the ocean forever like this is some heavy shit star wars jeez both Omega and the members of the Bad Batch have to grapple with the different types of loss of innocence throughout the series, which I really enjoy. That's another great, it's a coming of age. Like the Bad Batch seem like they're older, but they're not. They're still kids kind of too. So this is like their coming of age and being like, you know what? We got to branch out for ourselves. They're like, they're like barely teenagers. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they're young. They're super young. Like this is, it's very very sad and very emotional i got emotional again shocking about this the imagery of the whole episode was super it's stunning the whole episode was beautiful made me think a lot about titanic and the poseidon adventure mm -hmm. which both terrify me because i'm afraid of sinking to the bottom of the ocean <laughs> in oh, a yeah. cruise ship it was just stunning the music every single bit of that music was haunting and gorgeous loved it daniel how about you I am glad you said the words haunting because I feel like they really captured that feeling. Um, I do not like tight spaces, like I said, and also drowning, one of the worst ways to go. Yeah. So being in tight, enclosed spaces during this episode and the threat of drowning is horrifying <laughs> to me. The tension was on point. 
the music, like you said, added to it. I like the much more uh, like low key scale of this. I'm glad they didn't do something bombastic and and wild. Like they shoot their way out somehow despite it being bomb. No, I I like it. Just it was all about the characters, them having to be with each other, and that tension with Crosshair. I thought they really executed this like almost perfectly. Yeah. Um, I really, really am enjoying Omega's fierce determination. Like she is a really, really good character. I'm I like her a lot. Um this like I've I've liked her throughout the season, but this really cemented like how good I think she is. And I'm excited to see where she goes in the next season. And of course, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. I was so happy to <laughs> see that. I love monsters like that. It was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, God, I think I think you guys both brought some great points there. I mean, this episode was not what I was expecting initially mm-hmm. in the best way possible. Like, I definitely thought that at the end of last week, I figured they would, they'd escape, but I figured they might escape like halfway through the episode. And then we could get some kind of like a fight with the remaining Star Destroyers or the scout ships that the Empire was sending around or something you know you could bring in like a fennec shan bring her back for something or some kind of a rex they call or something yeah. something to kind of do a little bit more of a direct setup of what's next but they left yeah. it much more open which i'm totally down for and they did what the star wars animated shows in particular just do so so well and they daniel you said it they focus just in on the characters exactly. these shows rebels clone wars they do such a great job of building these characters through these smaller intimate relationship episodes and this was fantastic everything was just about the team and the dynamic although i mean i think the writers forgot about echo but you know yes yeah that will be one of my complaints later (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i do have one criticism of this and i don't know if in the last couple years my eyes have just aged that much (laughs) Like, I had absolutely zero trouble viewing the Battle of Winterfell during the long night in Game of Thrones mm-hmm. Season 8. And mm-hmm. I was looking at this episode being like, some of these scenes are a little too dark. I, I can't see what's going on here. Right. Very dark. <laughs> I was the opposite. <laughs> I, I had no problems with uh, with this episode. I don't know if it was just the lighting and, and there the were a couple of times like there were a couple of times in this episode and i think and I, I it was a little bit less the second time i watched it but the first time there were a couple of times where um like something kind of passed by the screen and i was just like wait is that like is there going to be like a secret camino in here who's going to help mm-hmm. that like i can't tell what that is i don't know yeah. but overall though i mean the episode was fantastic and colleen you were right the music is just incredible so uh, so let's get into our favorite moments there, Colleen. Yes, yes. Like Daniel said, Omega, shining like a bright star, not giving up on anyone. I love her big sister energy. Um, she's older, and she's like a little bit more grown up than they are, which is really funny. <laughs> These big hulking dudes and this little tiny girl is their big sister, really. And her maturity level is better and higher than them in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have maturity from having to experience war. So yes, in certain ways, they are definitely more mature than her, more worldly, I guess you could say. She's much more emotionally mature than that. Yes, her EQ is much, much more developed than any of these guys. Except, like, Echo's pretty good. He just doesn't get a lot to do. 
yep. in these episodes. Um, mm -hmm. I did. I was a little concerned that no one was worried about getting the bends <laughs> ascending rapidly through deep right. water. Star Wars physics doesn't matter. But yeah, it's yeah. The the, the I mean, Omega handshake Omega went pretty deep when she had to go after Izzy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I was a little concerned yeah. about that, but I mean, it's they seem fine. Maybe they've just been genetically engineered there that it's fine. They also probably weren't under there that long. Right. Yeah, they weren't under super long, so that also has stakes in that. Like them shooting up in the capsules freaked me the fuck out. I was like, please don't crash. It's terrible. Oh. Uh, another thing that I noticed, and friend of the pod Matt also noticed, the Imperial Scientist's arm patch looks a little similar. What do we yep. think, guys, to Dr. Pershing's from The Mandalorian? Definitely. Also, her goggles mm -hmm. look like his glasses. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's really close. I put a picture up in our outline so that I yeah. can look mm -hmm. at it and be like, okay, is this like, is this alike enough? Like, oh yeah, it's definitely. I think you're spot on because I immediately clocked the parallels to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was like, yes, here we go, guys. We're in the the cloning situation is going to be happening very soon. Okay, Daniel, mm -hmm. how about you? How about favorite moments? Um, so like I talked about how before, how I thought the tension was on point when they're trying to go through the tunnel and the cracks are showing up and then the giant fuck off monster comes out of nowhere. I, that was so perfectly tense for me. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, the shots of the city sinking, oh, it man. was hauntingly beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was Oh man, I it was animated so well. Like it was just everything was just perfect. That that really hit me. I yeah, it was it's it really shocked me the last two episodes how much the destruction of Camino hurts. Like that sucks. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they did it so well. I mean, also the final scene, like we were just talking about with the cloning, uh, with Nalase in the facility. Perfect way to end the season. I am so hooked. Mm -hmm. And the last thing was when the Bad Batch all have their guns drawn on Crosshair because mm -hmm. uh, they yeah. think he's going to shoot Hunter. Mm -hmm. That was perfect. And then he's just like, all right, tosses the weapon away. He knows. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I don't have a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like, uh, not I'm not trying it. <laughs> all right, for me, I mean, I mentioned this earlier that at the beginning, that one clone trooper who... Um, who's talking to Rampart and he says all of the cities on the planet have been wiped out. So this isn't just happening in this right. one place. This was all over the planet and everything yeah. is gone. Empire's thorough. And he has that hesitancy in his yeah. voice. You could just tell he is yeah. not okay with this, which I think is a great little kind of seed to plants for the future. Oh yeah. Um, I will say it. AZ is the hero that we deserve. And he damn well better be okay. Hook him, hook him up to Gonky, get him yeah. some battery power, and yes. oh my god, Wrecker like carrying him like a baby oh, at the end. <laughs> just so like, so cute. Cute. <laughs> Amazing, ten yeah. out of ten. All of the stars. Absolutely, all <laughs> of the easy. stars. Droids are not appreciated enough. Shouts mm -hmm. to Sarah, our defender of droids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Word. Um, I liked Omega using the bow to free Crosshair. Smart. Like just yes. also again, just seeing her getting so much better and quicker with it. Like she just mm -hmm. had it out, was like bam. Yes. Um, yeah. 
I really loved when they were rising in the pods. It didn't hit me until a little bit later, kind of the symmetry of it, that they were born out of these pods and now they are leaving the planet like for the last time in those same kind of cloning pods. It was just a really yeah. nice storytelling choice. A little reverse birth action. Yes. Mm-hmm. There. Mm-hmm. And then, so when they have to paddle back toward the ship, it's a very, very small shot. But I don't know about you guys. This is the first year we just had the Olympics a couple of weeks ago. It is the first year I have actually seen on screen Olympic canoeing. And the way that they like kind of are on one knee up at the front of the thing and trying to go when they were paddling in the tubes, it just reminded me of that. <laughs> and I got a nice little laugh out of it. I love that so much, yes. Because I saw funny. it, I was just like, I-, I thought you had to sit in a canoe. <laughs> Apparently not. If you have I mean, really no, apparently it's more. Like, apparently it's more like a paddleboard, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was Echo better make sure he's on the left side trying to paddle because I don't know. I feel he, he, well, he's got work. the claw. He can just like extend it out and turn it into a motor behind them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing if he could do. That. What is his oh, power boy. situation like? Like, is that just like bioelectricity? Is he got like a matrix situation going on there? That's a good question. I don't think he has to charge. I mean, I think if he had to, that would have been one of the first things that Tech would have tried to take care of. Mm-hmm. Or when they brought him back, when Rex yeah. brought him back, that would have been one of the Speaking first things. Speaking of Tech, did. always got to shout out Tech's, line, tech's lines mm-hmm. to, uh, to Crosshair here. Just because I understand you doesn't mean I agree with you. And it's such a good line. That's my favorite part of the entire <laughs> episode right there. <laughs> My mm-hmm. absolute favorite part. Tech is speaking my truth, you guys. I go to bat real hard for the gray characters who have morality issues. Because for me, they're usually more interesting. Like, I'm a Severus Snape girl. I like the Will from Saga. I'm really sorry, everyone. But I like his character. I understand him. I do not agree with anything he does. But he's interesting. And that is what I'm here for. Crosshair definitely mm-hmm. falls into that category of character whose motives you can understand but you still can't make yourself believe in their vision like in any way, shape or form. I can see where he's coming from. He doesn't know that the empire is gonna be evil. He has no idea. He just knows that they're gonna be in control and he wants to be in control. He wants to be in control. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like to have this mystery about his life. He wants his life to be a certain way and to have predictability, which is very understandable for somebody, some people like my brother likes predictability. He's in the military. So he does really well with rules and regulations and checklists. And Mm -hmm. so I can definitely see why Crosshair would find the Empire to be intriguing and would want to stay with that. And he doesn't understand why his brothers don't want that too. Which is really sad for him as a character. Yeah. Because Tech understands. Tech's like, yeah, I I get it, but no. I get (laughs) it. This is who you are. We can't change that. It doesn't change that you're a dick. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I I love the sentiment behind this line. I love tech just kind of coming out and saying it. That's also a great little showcase of his personality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love the the message that the line has about empathy and actually feeling for other people, even if you're not personally connected to it. But I will say, I also got a giggle out of it because when I heard it, all I could think of was Homer Simpson saying, just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. it's a really it's a really it's a it's a really good uh parallel with those two yeah completely i agree (laughs) 
All right, everybody. Well, now is normally the time when we would go into our Easter eggs, connections, and callbacks, but there really aren't that many. There is really no direct Easter eggs mm -hmm. other than the uh, the Dr. Right. Pershing that we already talked about. Yeah, it's more um, like predictions like the easter eggs would be predictions yeah the easter eggs would be predictions and things which we'll get into in a little bit kind of like with that two-part ryloth episode two a lot of the direct easter eggs and things came at the front half so part one last week check out our uh episode on that um although kind of like you daniel i did absolutely say there's always a bigger fish at the screen when that when that guy yes. came on <laughs> yes damn it and i mean colleen you're probably the better authority on this i don't i'm pretty sure that title is supposed to be a kind of reference to Paradise Lost, but I, I haven't visited that text in a very long time, and I don't think I'm qualified to actually make any connections with the plot or anything. Like uh, Lucifer is the best character. That's all you really need to know. Yeah, that's, that's what I really remember. Lost. Lucifer Lucifer's hidden, written as the hero there. Um, I the did get, it, I don't think that this is like an intentional homage here. Um, I think it's just them exploring a pretty interesting theme. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of Lost Stars vibes, the novel by Claudia Gray, which involves the two young people <laughs> who grow up together and ultimately realize that they are in love and are end up on either side of the war. One is in the rebellion and one is in the empire. Um, so people who really care deeply about each other on the opposite sides of the fight, this Hunter and Omega and Crosshair. I mean, actually everybody, even Wrecker, who's like, we would have taken you back. We still yeah. will. Yeah, that was and sad. Crosshair making his decision and mm -hmm. then kind of leave, leaving on that. What do you guys think about about that? Colleen, yes. I know you've read Lost Stars. Yeah, I love. I Lost have not Stars. read it. Oh, Daniel, it's so yeah. good. Oh my god, it is I need so to, good. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet in space. See, that's not what sold me on it. <laughs> oh, see, well, I mean, for me, I was like, oh, sold instant. I'm ready. Total across the original trilogy, like the entire original trilogy. Yeah. That's that's a really cool way of doing that. It's so beautiful, and the two characters. Bonnie are Gray is a really good author, so I she's think fantastic. It's... She is amazing, and her yeah, original characters really... are so strong. Like she writes really well nice. for like Qui Gon and Obi Wan. She does well with them, but her original characters are so good. Yeah, like I want a Lost Stars sequel, you guys, so badly. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Ever since freaking well, Harrington made me read that book. Uh, <sighs> I have some leftover gift card money, so I think I'm going to have to look into this. Yes. Yay! We can do a Lost Stars book club. Woo! Um, <laughs> so down for that. I really think the Star Wars universe needs to explore this theme more often because it would be like common, I would think. Super mm -hmm. common. Kind of like how politics divided us for about the four last four years. I mean, still it is. Be, let's, let's be real. And, still, and is. still is. Yes. It would be that kind of powder keg situation that could ruin families. During the Clone Wars, it wasn't just Dooku out there being evil on the side of the Separatists. It was other planets who had legitimate mm -hmm. concerns about how the Republic was doing things. And they felt like they were being left out. They wanted representation. Mm -hmm. They wanted to have a voice. And they wanted the Senate to actually work. I wonder what resonates <laughs> with us this <laughs> in our lives right now with this. And it's hey, finally infrastructure well. week. I know. We're getting there soon. <laughs> <laughs> in minnesota it certainly is it is road construction season uh this theme was very apparent in lost stars and not just with the two main characters like even the side characters had this kind of theme going on so i would love mm -hmm. to see more of it from star wars mm -hmm. and bad batch moving forward with crosshair and his brothers <laughs> fine everything's fine 
All right, Colleen, then do you want to take us right in and get us into our, our thoughts kind of on the season as a whole and predictions and theorizing around season two, which is officially coming? Ooh, yes, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for season two already. Just give it to me. Just put it right in my veins. Um, I, I really want Echo to get more time to shine next season because he was in the background a lot for season one, mm-hmm. which made sense. He doesn't have the connection to Crosshair that the other three do. Like he just does not. He's connected to them, but not as much as he is with Rex. Well, if we I have wanted... a- if we have AZ now to take care of some of that yes. stuff, he and Tech don't have to like go off and be the droid, right? Right. They can actually like have conversations and things. Yeah. I yeah. I'd love to see Echo have to grapple with his choice of staying with the Bad Batch, and maybe choosing not to go with Rex, Wolf, and Gregor, or people in like their group. I'd love to see that. Give me the family drama. I'm here for all of it. I want to know if Crosser is going to rejoin the Empire. I think that he will try. He is a useful kind of person, which the Empire likes, but I think he's going to get the Thrawn treatment of you're an outsider and we employ you, but we don't trust you. We don't like you. I'd love to see that kind of put tiny cracks in his resolve and have him just kind of either lose his mind which would be really cool like he completely lost (laughs) it being like nobody fucking wants me all right i just i'm just gonna go insane that'd be fantastic Uh, i want to see omega's backstory her relationship with nala saymor definitely want to know what our kaminuan scientist is going to get up to with the empire which i think we will see yes we have to we have to spend a very long time now um tracing back to make the tech and stuff on Exegol make sense in the timeline. So, yeah. Mm. So that's just, so we're going to be doing that, but you know what? I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good ride. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this was a, an absolutely great first season. I think this series found its stride really quickly in setting up a formula that lent itself to having kind of an overarching arc and a very good structure for a mission of the week type adventure and able to kind of go back and forth on those still moving the plot forward all of that i want to go back to sid's i do like sid she was fun yeah uh i don't think we've seen the last of fennec i don't think that that whole like Omega is obviously Boba's sister and stuff is just going to be dropped. I think we're going to get to explore that a little more, maybe in season two, hopefully in season two. Uh, if not, maybe season three. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Crosshair is going to go back to the Empire. I guess it actually might not be that hard for him because all Rampart like really knew is that Crosshair didn't make it out. I don't right. think he actually knows like what went down in that training arena where Crosshair no. took out his entire squad. Right. So I guess it wouldn't be that hard to to come back and be like, yeah, I made it out. You left me for dead, but I'm still here. And they're like, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Hop in some stormtrooper armor. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really interested in what Nala says up to in that mountain. And uh, Daniel, you, you recognize, you potentially recognize that mountain. Yes. Montantis, no. give it to us. Colleen, yeah. That oh, was Colleen, me. you're the one who said that. Sorry. I mean, Daniel. Daniel also knows things about that, but he, oh man, yeah. So we get refresh that. me though. Mountain Tantus, which one is that? That is the one where freaking Joris Sabath is that motherfucker in yes. Heir to the Empire. 
That's where yeah, it's one of Palpatine's like expanded universe places where yeah. there's like cloning shit in there. There's all okay. kinds of weird shit in there, like for real. Timothy Zahn okay, made it up. Yeah, which would be that, super cool. Very. That cool. makes a lot of sense because I, I know it's not the same facility, but this reminded me of the of the facility in Mando season two. Uh, where it was yes. built into the cliff face. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. shit going on in there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I felt that connection pretty quickly. And I was like, okay, I'm excited to see where this goes. I, I want to see what the Empire's up to. Plus, just that mountain facility looks so cool. Yes. I was like, can we, can we come back here? I just want to look at that. That's so cool how it was carved in, like, in those perfect circles around the, mm-hmm. the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Give it to Looks us. Like a, I, like a star killer base yeah. carved right around the equator yeah. there. Oh, God. A little bit. Poor Ilum. I yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this first season. I thought this was really good. Um, I, I enjoyed the mission of the week type thing, but I would like to see a little bit more of two part or maybe three part arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I want to explore these characters a little bit more. I agree with you guys. Echo really did not get as much involvement. Tech gets a little bit more, but he still gets the short end of the stick. I feel like of the Bad Batch that we follow, for the most part, Hunter, Omega, and then Wrecker is kind of like a little bit lower than them, but still gets more screen time. Yeah. I just, let's explore the other two. I want to see what Tech Tech and Echo are up to. And yeah, I do. I'm excited to see Crosshair going back to the Empire because I feel like they're going to bring him back, but it's not going to be what he thinks it is. Like he's he's a clone. He's not in the plans going forward. He is an expendable thing to them. And I think they're just going to throw him at things uh, just to be like, all right, well, another we can use you for whatever. And assassin. I another great I line from like Hunter. Another great line from Hunter. And the, another great line from Hunter in this episode. You'll never be more than just a number to them. Yeah. Yes. For real. Exactly. For real. I um I'd love to see Crosshair break off from the Empire, but not rejoin his brothers. He I can train Boba. Like see- that'd be great. If he found Boba, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Give us the two assholes, oh. asshole claws together. <laughs> My God, I did not consider that. I didn't until this very second. <laughs> that would be such a fun team up. Because Boba's right in the, like, the time frame, especially yeah. depending on how far into the future they go, that he could really be just starting out and getting getting real good with some blasters, especially get some training from someone like Crosshair. Mm-hmm. Oh, that And then they'd be, have Omega with the Bad Batch and Boba with Crosshair. <laughs> Our problematic children. <laughs> yes. That that is a weird, twisted version of that. I want to see it. I want. Yeah, now that I said it, I want it. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so cool. <sighs> I'm so here for it. Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh. Yeah. Basically, we all just want season two immediately. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is going to wrap us yeah. up for our bad batch 2022, coverage. but like, yeah. Oh, no. I know, right? Yeah, 2022, yeah. it's coming not fast enough. Like, it's going to be right. like late 2022, probably, too. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Which, oh, well. Fine, I guess. There's going to be more Star Wars for us before then. It's going to be fine. Yes, yeah. Book of Boba oh, Fett's coming. Visions, Visions is, is coming. coming. Andor is coming. Kenobi is coming. Andor, Ahsoka, yeah. actually. Ahsoka. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of content coming at us. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We can talk about that all freaking night, though, if we go <laughs> That is going to be it for our Bad Batch coverage this season, this year. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. Check out our website at bohemiangeekstudies.com, where you can watch all of our episodes. Enjoy my book corner, where I'm reviewing Star Wars literature. And contact us through email and social media. And as always, keep telling other nerdy knights to join us. That really does help. You can also head to ForgottenEntertainment.com to check out all the offerings from the Forgotten Entertainment family, including yet another Star Wars podcast, where we might have a little something, something getting cooked up for the fall. Mm-hmm. Just have to check back in with us and see about that. And until and then, so- just re-listen to all of them. It's fine. Yeah, just re-listen yeah, exactly. to all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially freaking Spaceballs, because that's one, <laughs> so favorite, much fun with that. one of my favorite things we've done. <laughs> that was such a fun <laughs> oh night. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, actually, until- I, I checked it today. You guys know what our uh, our highest performing episode is? Mm-hmm. Our one with the most downloads? Take a guess. Which Longest? One? Where we rant? No, it's not that oh. one. It's not that one. Which one? Take a guess. Well, I Colleen, guess. Daniel, Daniel, what about you? Take a guess. Come on. Um, I'm going to say it was like Last Jedi or something. Oh, Phantom Menace. Phantom really? Menace? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Followed closely by A New Hope. Wow. That's so fun. <laughs> huh. I do kind of love that it's the Phantom I want to dive into that. I wonder why. <laughs> The movie that gets so much shit, and yet it's no. <laughs> and yet fun. it is still just fun. So can I talk about Maul? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Darth Maul! Maul makes it. everything perform better, you guys. <laughs> just so. Mm. <laughs> talk about my love of great characters, everyone. Okay, that's not that great, Colleen. Yeah, he is. He's no, not, no, he's, he's not. emotionally traumatized, so that makes him much more of a great character. <laughs> Yeah. No, he's <laughs> also a monster. Uh, yeah, he he's definitely more on the very dark gray side of the spectrum. Like Palpatine, I would say is just like cut and dry, pure evil villain character. Even with his yeah. backstory, you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> mm, this guy. But you get baby <laughs> Maul, and you can't like step away from the fact that Maul was three when he <laughs> was corrupted by Palpatine. So it's kind of like, oh, there's a lot. Yeah, small yeah. is bad, everyone. <laughs> He's a really great character. Oh my gosh, everything. We fine. could talk about this all night, guys. But... We could. We could. Okay, until next time, secret yes. underwater platforms up and keep those episodes streaming. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.